Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. On time word tonight from my heart that I come to you with under the auspices of the great apostle Fabian Senna and the great pastors and leaders of this house. But I want to say something by the Holy Ghost. Not by what I want to say, but I want to say something by the Spirit of God. Because I believe this is your moment to step to a new dimension in God. 2020 will prove to be the greatest year of your life. If you keep positioning yourself the way God's got you positioning yourself right now, 2020 will be the year of great manifestation. You're going to see the supernatural grace of God, the power of God, the demonstration of God at a whole new dimension. So I want to just talk to you a little bit out of my heart, speak to you as a spiritual father, talk to you from the Holy Ghost of what God's saying. But I believe with all of my heart, God's got something special. I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit said, we are blessed, not cursed. Somebody say, I'm blessed, not cursed. Say it again. I am blessed. I am not cursed. The Bible said that if you're blessed, hell can't curse you. If you're in alignment with God, with his word, everything that comes at you is going to ricochet. Now, I want to tell somebody, this is the season for you to get up every day saying, I'm blessed and hell can't do nothing about it. I am blessed everywhere I go. I'm blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. And there's nothing that the enemy of our lives can do. I want you to go, first of all, to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, verse 14, verse 29, and I'll just touch on it, but he said that Christ hath redeemed us. Somebody say, I am redeemed. I'm not trying to get redeemed. I am redeemed. Every sickness has to go. Every infirmity has to go. Every bondage has to go. I am already blessed because I am redeemed. Christ has already redeemed me. I'm going to teach you for just a couple of minutes, and then I'm going to probably start laying hands on folks, and where we go from there, only God knows. But God said to remind you that you're already redeemed. I'm not trying to get redeemed. I am redeemed. And the Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let me tell you something. Hell wants to quieten the church down. There needs to be a noise coming out of the redeemed that shouts from the depths of your heart, I'm redeemed, I'm blessed, and everything I touch is blessed, and nothing's going to stop me now. Somebody in here is about to become an unstoppable force of faith that God's going to give you what you've already determined to get from God. God is about to bless. So he said, 
in Galatians 3.13, he said, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse. Now, I'm not going to magnify the curses, but I want to tell you something. If you want to read them sometime, go to Deuteronomy 28, 15 down through the rest, and everything from hell becomes labeled as a curse. And it's time we realize we don't have to put up with it any longer. We are redeemed. I am redeemed. The blood of the Son of God redeemed me. Now, hell gets real nervous when I start talking about the blood. But I want to tell somebody the blood has never lost its power, and the blood is more relevant to me tonight than ever in my life. The blood covering over our lives, over our families, tells the devil, you can't come in here. I was telling Apostle Fabian on the way to church and a couple of the prophets were so honored to be here with the prophets. But let me just say this. Uh, one of our spiritual sons that we pastor him and his family and his church, we're there to give an impartation quite often. But he decided that he wanted a motorcycle, a Harley. Now, number one, that was dumb. Sorry if y'all are Harley riders. That was dumb. You can't, too many people run over Harleys. You may be the safest driver. But anyway, this guy brought one, sat in his driveway, told his wife, I'm going to go out and sit on this Harley. Well, he went out about five weeks ago, sat down on it, and it fell over on him, crushed his leg, took this foot, turned it that way instead of this way. The Harley's laying on him. When he went out there, he left his cell phone in the house so he couldn't call his wife and say, come and get the Harley off of me. Come and help me. I'm in trouble. So the only thing he knew to do was say, I'm redeemed. I belong to God. And something has got to help me. And he said about that time, an angel about seven foot tall, shining apparel, reached his hands down, lifted that major weapon, the Harley, up, laid it about six or eight or ten feet away from him. He said, I looked down, and about the time he looked down, his wife saw he was in trouble. All this time he said, I'm redeemed. The devil is a liar. He's not going to destroy me. And he said, I'm looking and stood on my foot going this way. My foot's going this way. So he said, something in me said, redeemed of the Lord, turn it around. And he reached down with his hand. I can't imagine the pain. Reached down with his hand, twisted that thing, and about that time, his wife had seen him call 911. The paramedics came, took him. He's in North Carolina, took him to Durham to a special hospital. The surgeon rushed in and said, I have two questions for you. Number one, how did you get the Harley off of you? He said, now, doctor, you may not believe it, but a seven-foot angel came, lifted that heavy Harley up, carried it over about six or ten feet, and laid it down. He said, the second thing, who turns your foot around? 
He said, why do you ask that? He said, if the Harley had not got off of you and somebody had not turned your foot around, you would have been amputated right now from the knee down because all circulation was cut off. But something inside him said, I'm redeemed. That devil is a liar. I'm redeemed. After surgery, putting steel rods in, all that stuff, I won't bore you with that. The doctor said, you're probably five to six months on a walker. He said, that ain't going to happen. I'm redeemed. Somebody say, I'm redeemed. I'm not going to be redeemed. I am redeemed. I believe it's time we make it present tense. I am redeemed. I'm blessed. I'm not cursed. Everywhere I go, somebody's looking to bless me. Everything I do, somebody's looking to bless me. Are you listening to me? God's going to find somebody that's going to bless you when you understand you are redeemed. The curse is broken. And so this past weekend, we hadn't seen him since all this happened. He was in town ministering for one of our other spiritual sons and daughters and in his church. And, and for two hours, he ministered on that leg that they said he could not walk on without a walker for five, six months. He didn't even have a cane, preached and laid hands on folks for two hours. Somebody say, I'm redeemed. See, what I believe with all my heart, God's about to get the church in a position in 2020 where it's not a delayed process, but instantly you know you're redeemed. I still believe Ezekiel 12, 28, no more delays. I believe we're stepping into a zone in our lives where there's no more delays. God is about to unveil his arm of power and show you that he's God and that he's working signs, wonders, and miracles. See, I still believe, now I know I'm old-fashioned, that's okay, I'm changing. I still believe that the God we serve is going to display his power in ways possibly you've never seen and I've never seen. I believe we're stepping into a zone in the kingdom of God where God's about to show off. Somebody's going to get instant healing. Somebody's going to get an instant miracle. Somebody's going to get instant things happening. God's going to open mega doors for you. Not little bitty tiny door. God's about to open mega doors that has opportunities to change your future. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, a mega door is open. A great door, a mega door. Somebody's got to know God is about to display his grace and his love and his power to you in an uncommon way. Let me read just a little more scripture. What? He said that the blessing, verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on me. Somebody say, I want that blessing. When I study Father Abraham, I see a man that was blessed in spite of situations. I believe God is about to do something for his people that he's going to get all the glory, 
No man can get the glory, but he's going to let folks know you are the seed of Abraham. Verse 29 said, if you are in Christ, then you are the seed of Abraham. We used to sing a song when I was coming up, wild bucking, I am the seed of Abraham. I believe we need once again to say, I'm redeemed. I'm the seed of Abraham, and nothing's going to keep the blessing off of me. Nothing. I believe everybody that tries to put a curse on your life as a redeemed believer in alignment with the word, I believe it's going to come back on them. Hello, somebody. Some of those devils in the shops and devils on the jobs, they better watch out. They're dealing with the redeemed. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Come on, say it with authority. I want to give you this scripture, write it down, because as I was just praying and feeding me today, I came across this scripture in the Passion Translation, Psalm 37, 37. It said, the godly ones will have a peaceful, prosperous future with a happy ending. I think God gave me this scripture for some people in this house tonight, the godly ones, somebody say, that's me, will have a peaceful, prosperous future with a happy ending. Somebody say, my 2020 is going to end in high gear. It's going to be a happy ending. God said he's going to create for you in 2020 a peaceful, prosperous Future. So I just released that on this house. Psalm 119.89 said, Forever thy word is settled in the heavens. Forever thy word is settled in the heavens. Matthew 6.33, that every one of you should know by memory, but seek you first. Seek you first. Set your priority first. The kingdom of God, his righteousness, and everything else that people are seeking for is coming on you. See, I believe we still serve a God that will honor his word. His word is settled forever. If God said it, saints, I believe it. I said if God spoke it, I decided to believe it. If God decreed it, I'm going to set my faith on it. I, I want to just give you real quick. Number one, experience the God of all possibilities. Experience the God of all possibilities. Mark 10, 27, with man it's impossible but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Somebody got to hear me tonight. We need to experience the God of all possibilities. We need to know that there is no impossibilities with God. If God spoke it, he's going to perform it. If God decreed it, he's going to back it up. 
And so I just come from Atlanta, Georgia, to tell somebody tonight, get ready, God's about to bless you. Get ready, God's about to turn it for your good. Get ready, whatever you're going through is about to make a turn in the right direction. Are you listening to me? The favor of God is already turning things in your direction. You don't have to figure it out. You walk it out by faith. Radical faith is still moving the hand of God. And when the hand of God moves, awesome things happen. Somebody say, I'm ready for something big. Now, the second thing I want you to write down, and I've already talked about Christ has already Redeem me. Christ has already redeemed me. Now, I want you to write down on something. Redemption destroys my past limitations. Redemption destroys my past limitations. Can I tell you, church, I've lived long enough to see God do the impossible. You know, so many times you're in ministry and you're blessing people and going through your routine, I have a, a, a habit of doing my praying many times on a back porch. Well, the house before the house we live in now, it wasn't, we have the one we have now glassed in. The one before it was just screened in. And the neighbor beside me happened to be a backslid Pentecostal preacher. Hello? He was a deal. He had lots of beautiful adjectives that he used on his phone, and I could hear them. I didn't realize that when I was out there early of a morning about daylight, spending my time in God's presence, thanking him that I was redeemed and everything I need, that he was over there listening to me. I really wouldn't have cared anyway, but I didn't know it. So one day, I'm out there praying. I'm caught up speaking in tongues and carrying on my lifestyle. And all of a sudden, I looked up, and he was coming around to knock on my screen door. I got up, flipped the lock open, invited Craig in. He came in and sat down, tears pouring down his face. He said, I can't stand it no longer. I said, what do you mean? He said, I can't stand it. You're out there talking about the goodness of God, the greatness of God, how awesome God is. Tell him how wonderful he is to you. And I am sitting in my property, bound up by the powers of darkness. I need God to do something big. I said, brother, this is your altar. And right there, and I'll leave a long story and make it real short, God touched him with his power, began to change him. He was just starting a company. That was five years ago, a little over five years ago, just starting an insurance company. And so I blessed him. I said, if you'll pay your tithes, give to God, align yourself with God, God's going to bless you. He's a young man and has a beautiful family, a wife and a couple of kids and and he did. He sold out to God. He had a few hiccups as God was redeeming him and working on him. But he began to just sell out, paying his tithes, giving to God, serving God, being in church, taking his family to church. And uh, he called me in December. And he said, can you and Dr. D come out to my house? He had just built him a $3.5 million home. 
And so we went out to his house and uh, kind of stood around and said, hmm, this kind of looks like heaven's going to be. As we looked at that mansion, we walked through it, sat down out on his back uh, porch and uh, overlooking his property, deer everywhere, and just sitting there talking. He said, we did not want the word to get out before you and Dr. D knew because you've impacted our lives with the gospel. I just sold my company after five, a little over five years for $28 million. Pretty good pocket chain. You don't have to. You, you. I'm looking at some of y'all's face going. If you can rejoice over his $28 million, he might give you $50 million. Come on, somebody. And Dee and I just had a Holy Ghost celebration with his wife, sitting out there just praising God because the hand of God took him into an experience where he began to realize he was blessed, not cursed. He was redeemed by the blood, and everything that come against him had to let go. Somebody say, that's the God I serve. Number three, step by faith into the benefits of your redemption. Psalm 103 said, do not forget all the benefits of serving God. Every unwanted issue in your life can leave tonight. Every pain of yesterday can be gone tonight. Every rejection that you suffered mentally, emotionally, spiritually, this is a night of redemption. God said he's ready to testify to you of the goodness of God. How many is ready to receive the blessing tonight? Number four, accept your acceptance. I wish I could spend an hour right here. One of the things I battled with as an orphan, there is an orphan spirit. As an orphan, a teenager, without a mama and without a daddy, that spirit tried to latch onto my life. Folks, it is a horrible, demonic spirit. And all of a sudden, by my pastor, I realized I was not an orphan. God was my father. I was accepted in the beloved, and whether you like me or don't like me, I'm still accepted. Hello, somebody. People get all stressed out trying to make people like you. Let me just tell you, forget that. Make him happy, and if they're not happy, they'll have to get it right. But understand the power of your acceptance. Second Peter 1, chapter 2, 3, and 4 said, By his nature, we have taken on the DNA of Almighty God. When I wake up every day, I realize inside me, is the DNA of the conqueror. Everything I am is because of who he is. I am nothing except by him. And because he lives in me, I am the head, I'm not the tail. I am above, I am not beneath. I am the lender, not the borrower. Come on, somebody. Come on now. My my bank account's blessed. My pocketbook's blessed. My money clip is blessed. Come on, somebody. Because I know that I'm accepted. Number five, I'll get out of your way. Number five, make the shift 
into the position. Here's where we miss it. God puts a responsibility on us to move into position because we're not robots. We are free will agents. If I make that move at his command, God's going to do incredible things. If I move into position, so what this whole conference is, let the fire fall, is God saying, get in position so when the fire falls, it can burn up everything in your life that should not be there and get you headed into the best year of your life in 2020. Shake off the 19, shake off 18, shake off 2017, and say 2020 is my year to do great exploits in the kingdom. Somebody is about to make an impact. Somebody is about to see God. Stand with me, please. Stand with me. One of the things I've learned from God, as my wife gets ready to sing, one of the things I've learned from God is I have access to the very presence of the Creator God. I have access to the very presence of the Creator God. I don't know what your needs are. I don't know what's going through you. I was just on worldwide television Monday night. They said the owners and directors of that ministry told us as a group after we went off the air, it was the greatest night of supernatural ministry in years. When he said that, he turned around to me And he said, you spoke with a fresh anointing that liberated the people. The phone lines jammed out, people getting healed, people getting delivered, people getting born again, people having their life transformed, families being touched as a whole in their living room because the anointing is fresh and God's got something big he's about to do. I want you to bow your head. You say, Dr. Barker, I'm here tonight. I need a miracle. The theme going into this meeting is miracles are present. And all day I've been feeling miracles are going to be in the house. I don't know what kind of miracle you need physically, mentally, financially. I don't care what kind of miracle it is. I want you to know you're at the right place. This ministry has one desire. That's to see you touched. Do you say, I'm here I need a miracle. It could be on your job. It could be in your family. It could be your physical body. Do you say, Dr. Barker, apostle, I'm here tonight. Would you say a prayer for me? You slip your hand up high and let me see it. Right back down. Hands going up all over the room. God's got something very, very special he wants to do. And here's what the Holy Spirit just whispered to me. I want those that said, you know, Dr. Barker, only God knows my need. But I want you that lifted your hand. Faith is action. Faith is you doing something. And I want you that are here that lifted your hand. I want you to just come like a straight line right across here. And then I'm going to have Dr. D saying just a straight line. Stand as a couple, stand as friends, stand as brothers and sisters. 
You lifted your hand and said, I need God to do something uncommon. I need God to touch my life. I feel the stirring. I feel the moving of the Holy Spirit. God's about to do something awesome. God's about to do something incredible. Honey, will you come? You're going to use this mic. You got your own mic. Come up here. Apostle Fabian Senna, will you come and stand here with me as the leader of the house? Something uncommon is about to happen. Something supernatural is about to break loose. We're just going to lay hands on you. We're going to decree whatever God says, and we're going to let it happen. Apostle, if you would start on that end, I'll start on this end, and let's let it happen. Amen. Would you slip your hands up? Be a receiver.